Welcome to the Lies Between Us podcast show. This is Roger Ray Bird, and we will dig into the truths and challenges of trying to live life as we might wish. Both at home and at work, we struggle with the gap between where we are and where we would like to be. Trying to peel back the layers of those things that bind us, we will see if we can find an easier path forward. We're all in this thing together, so this show is about us. Welcome to episode 17. I'm engaged in a battle to make my own life. We all are. I attempt to live more like a desire and less like I do not. We all do. Our frightening memories haunt us. We bleed quartz from past pains. The chain of yesterday is incarcerating, dragging the weight of days gone by with us wherever we go. Maybe we are teetering precariously, clinging to the thought of scary and doubtful tomorrows, perhaps engulfed, overwhelmed, and part-time breathless, held down and trapped within the shallow but deadly drowning pool of our here and now hopelessness. Even if believing we have already given up, thinking our life is done but we forgot to tell anyone, if breath even begrudgingly still swirls through our chest, it's not over. We all struggle with something, fucking all of us. We all pain. We all suffer with all sorts of shit. Stuff we dislike. Stuff we fear. Stuff we doubt. Stuff we have. Stuff we don't. Stuff we want. Stuff we want to shed. Stuff making life harder than we think life should be. And we suffer with all sorts of random self-imposed worry and stress in between. Life is hard. Life pain is harder. Yes, pain reigns harder for some than others, but less harder, harder, still hard. Struggle is struggle, and there is no measurement for pain. We process our own shit and position it along our own relative hardship scale. We cannot associate our trauma in comparison to another human trauma. Said before and echoing slightly, all pain is local. After the hardest parts of life settle, moments of relief arrive, always. After a stretch of good times, periods of pain and stress visit us, to be sure. Life goes up and down, down and up, always, like clouds affront the bright sun. All of us are stuck to something, something with more control over us than we have over it, either shooting dope or exercising or working too much or watching sports or judging or the act of worrying itself. If unable to turn it off and walk away, it will a.k.a. if unable to control our anxiety or behavior. I call this stickiness addiction. We all have something clinging to us, scratching us, biting us, or eluding us, and maybe all of it simultaneously. Suffering remains as ever-present, growing into the learned weathering of ups and downs, residing in the middle, is my greatest challenge, a while my greatest opportunity I try to remain certain even when low, an up period is on its way coming to me, always. With or without placement of middle, 
we do it our way. No other way is available to us except our way. Our way is the correct way for us, a.k.a. there is no wrong way, a.k.a. there is no wrong way, there is no wrong way. During a down, I try to hold on and keep from making my hard things any worse. During a down, I dig with my best emotional shovel to my deepest place of best try to start shaking the hard thing or try to avoid giving the hard thing more power. To arrive at the bottom of my best try well, if able to act on my best try, maybe I can begin if I am willing. If I can try, if I can start, I most certainly initiate movement and quite possibly maybe movement in a direction of betterment, aka less down. I just need to try. I just need to try and start, aka my concept of get to the curb. This roller coaster ride, a puzzle. This puzzle, a game. This puzzle game called life. Roller coasters are designed to shock and scare. Puzzles do not include directions. No directions exist for puzzles. Just start. Games never include a certain and definable outcome, and if so, it's not a game. Life comes with no owner's manual, only to learn life is a roller coaster puzzle game. Knowing up periods always follow down periods, I land and remain in a better place, a better place where I feel safer, warmer, and grow a little stronger. A better place instead of remaining stuck within the turmoil. A better place than the turmoil of whatever, why bother, and why me. A better place, confident and reassured, I am not the only one hurting. A better place, confident and reassured, I am not doing it wrong as once thought. The roller coaster puzzle life game. I am not doing it wrong. There is no wrong way. But rather, just play the game. Just futz with the puzzle pieces until they begin to fit together. And hang on. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Sometimes shocking. Sometimes scary. But remember, it was designed that way. Sorry I've been distant lately. Absent almost. I've also been a pain lately arguably an asshole. Slightly bonkers from writing. I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book about the undersea adventures of prospecting for purpose. And I'll leave that to you to figure out what that means. I haven't figured out the title yet. It could be, I don't know. It could be lies between us. Could be something else. We'll see. But writing a book of the Roger Ray way is not for the faint of heart. I have 480 days already writing. So beyond the four months that I took off to be a caregiver for the Admiral, my uncle out in Jackson, Wyoming over the winter, I've averaged five hours a day for the last 16 months. Not a lot of sleep. It definitely is wearing me down. I'm getting less than five hours a night. Some of that's on purpose and some of it is naturally 
organically induced, I guess, just can't sleep. So I've tried everything. I've tried magnolia bark and ashwagandha and magnesium and melatonin and all the practices that they say are best for bedding down at night and falling asleep and staying asleep. But I'm just not there, but that's okay. I'm doing what I think is right. And that is writing my book. I'm a little embarrassed to say that if I'm only writing five hours average per day, although it's a lot more lately, and I'm only sleeping five hours a night, what the hell am I doing with the other 14 hours a day? Well, there's life, right? Two kids, finally got my daughter moved into college. She got sick soon after we moved her in, so that sucked, but looks like she's back and doing well. And, you know, it's the house. It's my sick cat. It's the car. It's my stuff. Exacerbating the situation is my five-month-old concussion, which the last major concussion I got in 2019 took nine months to clear. So I'm hoping in the next few months, I'll be able to shake this one. Still a lot of headaches. Uh, migraines now and then. Last weekend, I had a migraine all weekend. And I boogered up my finger. So seeing a hand surgeon on Monday to try to sort that out. But, you know, it's really about the book. And although some days there's not enough Tylenol to do the job, I just keep going because to some degree, I don't have a choice. None of us do. But my old deadline for the book was Christmas last year. The new deadline is Christmas this year, which means I really need to get the book off to the printer by November 1st at the latest. But I'm not sure that's going to happen because that only gives me about a month and I still have a lot of work to do, but I'm getting there. I think my drop dead deadline would be Valentine's Day so I could deliver the first edition of the book, Valentine's Day, to my two kids mostly as a bloom of my writing. I've spent much time at the bottom of my emotional well lately, cleaning things up as I write the book. So I've been tending to mouth off quite a bit, both through social media and with friends. And I should probably learn to shut up a lot more, but just the switch has flipped on and I'm really digging into things and exploring things and figuring stuff out and writing, 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 and my brain is just moving, moving, moving. So I apologize for all of my stupid rambling shit. But per usual, I'd rather say too much than not enough. And that has definitely gotten me into situations before, but I stick to that decision. I'll try to temper it a little bit, but doing my best and just putting one foot in front of the other. I've been really pushing hard lately the last few weeks. I think I've written 50 hours this week so far, five days in on the book and still more to go, but I love it. It's totally engaging and I'm definitely making progress. After this first edition is done, my focus is going to switch to trying to repair some of my neurological damage and focus on getting that system healthy 
And certainly after taking care of my uncle, I'm hypersensitive to the fact that strokes are real, strokes happen. And that's the last thing I want. All right, so what else? It's tough these days. And I think everyone recognizes that for the most part. Not everyone is under the thumb of that toughness, but those that are, it's really hard. I have a couple people I work with and it's harder than hard for them right now. And it causes concern for me. And I try to be truthful and open and honest. And I would have to say, we all want peace. We all want comfort. But at times, comfort has a hard candy shell with a hard to reach center. And we want reassurance that everything's going to be okay. But what's okay? Because the definition of okay and comfort, I think for a lot of people has changed. It has changed for me, shifted slightly. I began writing the book before COVID started. So it wasn't as much of a disruption, but I'm certainly the recipient of some of the residual hardness that people are facing. We want peace. We want comfort. We want hope. We want hope for better days, but we're not always hopeful for more many amazing things in store for us. But if so, if we're not hopeful for more amazing things, why not? Why is it not possible? Why do we let the really, really tough stuff that's going on now cloud our future? Because now is now, tomorrow is tomorrow. And easy to say, hard to do. But I think that's one of the biggest challenges we're all facing right now. We want these things, yet at times, we will not give these things. Two nights ago, somebody tried to break into my house, and I heard it, and I jumped up, and they jumped into a car and sped off. And I jumped in my car, and I caught them and blocked them and cornered them. And it was four young men, and I knew that... This could go from bad to worse, so I let them go, but not until I got a clear shot of their license plate number. So they sped off. I followed pursuit in my car, in my truck, and I just wanted to know which way they were going as I dialed 911. Once I got on the line with 911 operator, I peeled off once I gave them all the information and told them where they were heading, but you know, I wasn't mad at these guys. And I wasn't angry at these guys and I didn't want to hurt them. But more than anything, I just wanted to disrupt them and help them not rip my shit off, but also help them not make a bigger mistake. And, you know, I'm not, I don't have any grandiose dreams of, of reform here, but just trying to break things up. And it was, not a big deal and wasn't bad at all. But certainly as the comparison of where I grew up in Baltimore, it's no big deal. But around here, it's, you know, it's shocking to some people. And what I wanted to try to do was just step up and act and speak and just live out in the open 
instead of being a victim or letting them just get away. And I did let them get away, but hopefully the cops caught up with them eventually because that's their job, not mine. So one other thing that really struck me a week ago, a friend of mine's daughter back in Baltimore, Haley Otto, she's the daughter of my old buddy, Jeff Otto. Haley was in a cross-country running race for high school, so just a 5K. It wasn't exactly her specialty, but she was out there running, and another girl from another team in the competition had overdone it and fallen down, and she was just about passed out, and Haley picked her up and put her arm around her and... And pulled her all the way back to the finish line to where spectators could come help. And, you know, you've seen these pictures before. They blow up social media. But this one kind of struck me just because it's right in the middle of this hard time many of us are facing, but also because it was somebody I knew. And I think that the image of Haley helping one of her competitors is... It's a sign. It's a sign of hope. It's a sign of peace. It's a sign of comfort. It's a sign of helping. And, you know, the photo is all over the internet, multiple tens of thousands of views on Facebook, which it should. And when I first saw that, it really gave me a shot in the arm emotionally that it's okay, right? We have each other to help each other. And much of what I'm trying to do is spread that word that we're all in this together. And for everything that we want, sometimes our wants are not actually needs, but for other people, they're needs. And sometimes we can step up a little more. And that's what I try to do. And certainly that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast show. But that photo of Haley Otto helping that other girl, it just it, it just kind of struck me. And I just feel that it's a picture of hope and it's a picture of help and it's a picture of it's not over yet. So what's up next for me in the Lies Between Us podcast show? I have two new episodes that are in process. One of my co-hosts kind of hit a snag with some issues that would be complicated in their life if this podcast episode got published. So I'm holding on to that one. And my other podcast host became sick, so we couldn't really finish what we had started. But primary to me is the book writing. Secondarily to me is my health trying to work through this concussion, trying to get my finger figured out and get back on track with my training. Third is helping others, helping you however I can and however you'll let me. So if you can, please leave a rating on this podcast show series. It really helps. Please share this with anyone you think might need it or want to hear it. And most of all, Retain hope, help each other, and go do good shit today. I got one more thing, then I'm done. Much of my book is poetry. 
And I have a lot of pieces scattered throughout strategically. This piece is at the cornerstone of the idea of this podcast episode, retain hope, help each other, and do good shit. The piece is called Doubt Not in Hope and This Truth. Our journey grand, but alas, no picnic. The clouds, they stalk us. And yet, the sun, she is ever present, lurking behind the darkness. The black sky dumps tears atop our head, yet she shines still. The sun, she is there, burning bright, she always there. This no fable, mere no metaphor, no riddle, this total truth. Do not await the trip off the tarmac to see it, to know it is so. Hope we all feel her warm and loving rays more than not. Strive to remember she is there, always there, the sun. She warms us, casts light upon our world, even when dark. That is, when we choose to feel her, choose to see her. Doubt not in hope in this truth, feel the sun, despite the clouds. Take care, everybody, and take care of each other. Roger out.